Hello and welcome back to Critically Thinking. I'm the hostess with the mostest, Chaz Anderson, and it's a real pleasure to get to talk to you guys again. Uh, this one is kind of an on-the-fly episode. I don't have a guest and I wasn't even really intending to record anything tonight, but I was at work and I had a thought that I thought would be interesting to explore with you guys. So I saw one of those posts on social media about... Uh, well, in school they taught me that the mitochondria was the powerhouse of the cell and that A squared plus B squared equals C squared. But they never taught me how to do my taxes or how to set up my own doctor's appointment. And coming from a household where the parenting was, <laughs> you could say, non-existent, uh, I always felt some kind of alignment with those because it's like you know well here i am i'm an adult i have no idea how to do these basic things you need to do as an adult so where was the school system when it came to teaching me those kind of things and now that i'm a little bit older and i've figured a lot of those things out and i have kids of my own and a wife and i am the head of the household and the parent now uh when i see stuff like that it makes me think, not that there's something wrong with the school system or that it's not teaching you the things you need to know, but that there's a crisis of parenting in the country, and this kind of touches on some other views I have that I'll get into while I'm, while I'm talking here. Uh, but, I mean, basically the crux of my critique is that, I mean, there's a reason that... <laughs> At school, they teach you mathematics and history and science and things like that. It's because there's no expectation that your parents know how to do any of that stuff. There's no expectation that your parents have the ability to teach you those things. But, I mean, presumably everyone's parents are adults. They haven't wound up in prison yet. That would lead me to believe that Almost all of them know how to do taxes, or at least know where to go to get taxes done. And nobody, I mean, the, the fact that you have to make a special qualification of saying, teach me how to make my own doctor's appointments would indicate that up until this point someone else has been making them for you. I, I would just go out on a limb and assume that's your parents. And so I guess, I guess the real nitty-gritty of it for me is that those kind of things are not, I don't think at least, things that you should have to, that, that teachers in school should have to spend time and money trying to teach you. I think, uh... I think it's perfectly fine if they want to offer, like, a home ec class where they teach you things like how to cook, how to pay taxes, how to care for small children, how to do any of the regular day-to-day -day things adults need to know how to do. But I think the idea is that there are certain things that we as a society kind of have to expect your parents are going to teach you. 
And I think most of those things that society traditionally expects your parents are going to teach you just aren't getting taught anymore. And because of that, people... It, it, it paints the school system, and don't get me wrong, a very flawed school system, in an even more negative light just because they don't teach you these things that are obviously really important you know by the time you're an adult, but it's... Yeah, it's it's not because the school system thinks that teaching you the Pythagorean theorem is more important than you knowing how to do your taxes. It's because it's generally assumed that your parents are functional human beings, are not in prison for tax evasion, and then can teach you how to do taxes. The problem is that, that there's, there's some sort of break there now where that doesn't happen anymore. And uh, that's one of the things that I think is plaguing the country is people like to blame schooling and video games and social media and television and all these other pop culture type things uh, for the issues we see in the youth in America today but honestly I think a great deal of it just boils down to the fact that uh, parents aren't really parenting much anymore and I don't think I'm not going to say I don't think the parents are at fault. I'm just going to say I don't think it that they've made a concerted effort to stop parenting. I, I think it's just kind of a natural function of where our society's been going. Uh, I, I think that kids are getting less and less useful information out of their parents, and it's more like their parents view their own jobs of parenting as just making sure there's a roof over their kid's head and making sure that they're not starving. You know, like, just, as long as I provide what this kid needs, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, but I just, I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. I think that there's a lot of things that... I think we have a lot of problems as a society right now that we didn't have 50 years ago, and I'm not romanticizing life 50 years ago. I understand that there are ways that society is way, way, way better now than it was back then uh, in terms of, like, social justice issues, like uh, equal rights for minorities and things like that. It's so much better now than it was 50 years ago. It's hard to even comprehend that that stuff was happening only 50, 60 years ago, but I think in a lot of ways uh, we've lost something that we had back then, and it's it's some kind of responsibility in parenting, I think. You, I mean, there has to, okay, so there has to be a reason that we see the issues with the youth we see today. And I feel I'm in some position to say this as a youth who came from the exact kind of circumstances I'm describing when I explain the issues that we're seeing. Uh, I mean, just the bad decisions, the, the drug addiction, the alcohol abuse, the rates of teen pregnancy, the... the, the failures of, in schooling, the... I mean, the, the issues are obvious. Everybody knows what they are. And 
I don't think we have a really adequate way of I don't think we've had an adequate conversation about it as a as a country, as a culture, as a society. I think that the popular way to talk about it on both the right and left is is wrong and broken and massively ineffective. I think on the right you just hear a lot of talking from a soapbox about how it's it's pop culture, it's television, it's Hollywood, it's the music industry, it's video games, it's this, it's that. There's nobody has religion in their lives and your parents aren't beating you anymore. Is this kind of a caricature of it. And I think on the left the conversation is kind of equally inaccurate and effective, Where it, it seems to me at least to be mostly that we're just dealing with the remnant sins of our past and that all of the issues we see in society today especially within the youth can mostly just be broken down to the the ghosts of our white male patriarchal past that the reason we see so much sexual promiscuity amongst women is because their sexualities have been repressed in the past by men. And the reason that we see sexual aggressiveness from men is because they're living out the tyranny that's now fading into the past. It's a desperate last gasp of the patriarchy. And the reason that you see minority groups doing poorly is because it's they're, they're living with the societal chains and shackles that are left from the white male patriarchy and I mean all, all of it basically can be boiled down in one way or another to a power game between the people who used to be in power and the people who are coming to power and all of the issues we're seeing is just friction from that exchange and I think that is I think they're both equally as unintelligible and ineffective for explaining the issues we, we see out of the youth today and kind of in the culture generally. And I'm going to give you my view of it, and in order to do that as a little preamble or qualification, I'm going to explain, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of explain the situation that I'm in. So, as for those of you who don't know, I am 23 years old. I'm a father of three kids, all under the age of three. I'm married to my wife and the love of my life, and I have been for almost two years now, coming up on two years. Uh, and with all of that being said, when we found out that we were pregnant with my, my eldest child, my son... I made the decision, just meant, I'm not trying to say that I, I decided for us and she had to live with it, but I just made the decision in my head when I found out that my wife was going to be, or my soon-to-be wife was going to be a stay-at-home mother. And as it turned out, it worked out great because that's what she wanted to do too. But, uh, yeah, I made that decision and I'm not really, I wasn't sure why at the time I 
we never really had a conversation about it, and I wasn't really socially conservative where I thought it was important for the wife and mother to stay at home and take care of the house. It just, it didn't, there was no real prompting for it. It just, it was like an instinct I had that that was, that was the right thing to do. And it turns out that that's what she wanted as well. And so it worked out pretty good. Uh, but the more that I think about it, and I've thought about it a lot, because I've, I've always kind of wondered why I made that decision. Because it's not like the the liberal answer, the, the leftist social justice warrior answer would be that it's because I want control and I feel I'm in a position of power and I feel I should be the only one earning an income and I whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm I'm a straight white male and I'm just trying to oppress people. But that doesn't make sense because it's it was taking on a burden for me as well. I mean, now, in order to provide the kind of life I know we could have had, at least financially, I have had to work as hard as I need to in order to provide double the income that I would have had to otherwise. And that means taking jobs I didn't like, and that means doing jobs that sucked, and that means a lot of extra hours, and that means not getting to spend much time with my wife and my kids, which kills me. Uh, I missed a lot of firsts and wasn't there for most of the big milestones in their lives to this point. And so I have had to make a lot of sacrifices in order to make that work and make that function, but... Through it all, I've always felt like I was making the right decision, even if I didn't know why. And now the more that I think about it, I think a lot of the issues that we see in the youth in our culture today come from this this feeling of, well, if you're going to have kids in 2018, it has to be a dual-income household. Both mom and dad have to, work, have to be working full-time. And the reason that I think that that's probably default for a lot of the issues we see in the youth today and just kind of in the culture generally is because, uh, well, let's just be frank and honest here, and I understand this. a lot of people are going to take offense to this because they're not doing what I'm doing, and this isn't necessarily a moral judgment on anyone. I understand that people are in different positions, and sometimes you feel like you have to make a certain decision. But that being said, I... If both parents are working full-time, who is parenting your child? I mean, are you really going to trust the people at the daycare, most of whom are making under $20 an hour, to not only take care of and keep your child safe, but to actually parent them? And, I mean, when you get home, I, I don't know about everybody else, but after I get done working 10-hour days and 50-hour weeks for a couple of months, when I get home, it's tough to really come with the enthusiasm to spend the couple hours I have with my kids before they go to bed sitting down and doing something difficult like teaching them. And I still do my best to do it, and I... I can usually pull off a couple nights a week of taking, especially my son because he's a little bit older, 
and sitting down and working on things with him, working through puzzles, trying to help him talk, uh, reading books to him, trying to do things that, that engage him mentally. But I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, probably out of the work week, at least three nights. I just come home and I just want to wrestle with my son a little bit, wear him out, and then I want all of us to sit down and watch movies and just kind of relax because I'm exhausted and I don't really have the energy to to do it. But thankfully, my wife is home with them every single day with an entire day of time every day. I mean, 365 days a year, she's home with these kids doing her best to teach them things that they need to know and help them progress. And even if after working all week, I'm not able to to do as much as I would like to in that area, I know she's here with them all day making up the difference. And so if you have... If both parents are working full-time, and both parents are only getting a couple hours a night with their kids before they have to go to bed, I don't know that you can really develop that close of a relationship with them. I don't know that you have the, the time and energy to devote to, to being a parent, to parenting, that you need to in order to raise effective kids. You know, I don't... It's not that I think your kids are going to... It's not that I think that kids who are raised in daycares uh, are going to have struggle talk... are going to have... are going to struggle to talk or walk or communicate or read or write or do any of these things. I mean, we, we have a lot of systems in place that make sure that no matter what circumstances a kid is raised in, they learn how to do these things at roughly the same pace. But I'm talking about the, the little things... Like, how to work through your emotions when you're not feeling right. How to react to situations when things don't go your way. How to make appointments for yourself once you get older. What taxes are, why we have to do them, and how to do them, or where to bring them to be done. The kind of questions you should be asking. Uh, honestly, the, the importance of... Uh, I still haven't really come up with a good way to describe this, but but the the negative effects of sexual promiscuity. I, I think that's one of the biggest issues that we face in the country today. And I'm going to get into some really interesting and touchy conversations on that topic in the near future, so I hope you guys are excited to hear that. But, I mean, I just don't think that parents are around enough anymore to impart the kind of wisdom they should be imparting on their kids and to to pass along the general life knowledge that they should be passing along to their kids and because of that I think a lot of people of the last probably this generation the last generation maybe even the one before that uh, have issues where it takes them much longer to become adults because when they exit the household and go off on their own as quote-unquote adults, they realize that they don't really have any of the skills you need in order to be an effective adult in the world. You haven't reached the level of maturity you would expect most adults to be at. 
you don't have the skills required to make it on your own in the world. And because of that, I think a lot of people end up wasting, I mean, close to a decade, if not more, of their adult life trying to figure out these things that should have been handed down to them by their parents, but their parents just simply weren't around to do the job. And I think that's a big part of the reason that I've developed kind of a conservative stance on the importance of the family unit, divorce, single motherhood, sexual promiscuity, I mean, all of it. It's just... I don't think it's an accident that for most of human history, a lot of these problems haven't been prevalent in the way that they are now. And for most of human history up until pretty recently, one if not both parents were home with the children most of the time. I think those two are absolutely connected in an important way. And I think... I think you can make it work. I mean, if, if you really feel like you're in a position where... Both parents have to be working full-time in order to make things work in your household, or if there really wasn't another option, but you have a split family or single-parent household, I think you can still make it work, but I think it takes a lot of effort. And that's uncomfortable. And it, it a lot of people can't really take being uncomfortable like that. And, Look, I'm not trying to preach. I understand it. I, I mean, since my son has been, since my son was born, almost three years, two and a half years ago, I've worked nothing but pretty labor-intensive jobs, and I've worked a minimum of fifty hours a week every single week for the last two and a half years, and it sucked, but. It's what it took, and at the end of the day, if you want to have, if you want to have a happy family and good, well-balanced, mature kids, or if you want to raise good, well-balanced, mature adults, it's going to take a lot of work, and it's just a matter of whether you want that work to be that one parent takes on all of the responsibility of making money and has to put in almost double the work to make that happen. And the other parent has to put in almost all the responsibility in parenting and put in almost double the work in order to make that happen. Or if both parents want to put in the work of working a full-time job, and then both come home and then both put in the additional work of being good, wise, present parents. But at the end of the day, it's going to be hard work, no matter which one you choose. And I just think, especially based on my own personal experience, that well, they're both hard work, you're more effective, you're more likely to meet both goals.
if you do it the way I'm doing it and you have one person dedicated to doing as much work as it takes to make sure things are good at home you have one person dedicated to doing as much work as it takes to make sure that the family's provided for. I really do think that that's probably the correct delegation of labor, and I'm not even making any claims about which which individual has to do which part. I mean, I have my thoughts about whether I think men and women make, whether men or women make better full-time parents and whether men or women make better full-time earners. But I'm going to leave that for a, a different episode and hopefully have a guest I can talk to about that. But these have just been a couple of my thoughts. I haven't, I didn't even really take the time before recording to, to jot down any notes or bullet points or anything like that. I just, I had this thought, I thought it was interesting and I wanted to explore it with you guys. So I thank you for following me on the journey and hope you all have a beautiful night.